Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast, where you can find a new episode released every Thrive Thursday. I am a current clinical psychology graduate student, passionate about all things to do with mental health, relationships, healing, self-reflection, and other topics that influence us in our everyday lives. I created this podcast to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life and to share insightful and honest conversations with everyday individuals and informed professionals. Although the show is not a replacement for therapy, I hope the conversations had can inspire you to look within, to practice self-compassion, to gain more awareness, and to trust the process of your unique journey. If you resonate with the message of Trust and Thrive, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. You can also stay connected by following me on Instagram at Trust and Thrive. Thank you for being here. Now let's get right into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trust and Thrive. I'm your host, Tara Mont. And today's a very exciting day because we are celebrating three years of Trust and Thrive. So the first official episode of the show was released November 1st, 2018. So this is basically the three-year anniversary of Trust and Thrive this week. It's wild to think that it's been that long. And at the same time, I feel like I've been having these conversations for so long and I absolutely have been loving it. And I'm just so thankful for this journey, for how far we've come, the conversations that have been had, the amazing guests that have participated and shared this space with me. I'm just beyond thankful. And so today I wanted to just share some lessons I've learned throughout these last few years doing the show about myself, about others. And even though I've been doing the show for three years, I think about how my mindset has changed so much since 2018, end of 2018. A lot has changed externally and also just how I feel emotionally, mentally, what I've learned, my views on certain subjects. So before I get into this episode, I just want to thank you for being here, for listening and If you would like to support the show, especially for the three-year anniversary of Trust and Thrive, you can do so by leaving a rating and review of the show on Apple iTunes, which really, really helps. Apple Podcasts, that helps more people discover the show, and it would really mean a lot. So thank you in advance if you choose to do so. And when it comes to social media, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, at Trust and Thrive. And the links to my email, my website, all of that will be in the description show notes of this episode as always. So that being said, there have been so many lessons I've learned, ups and downs throughout the few years of doing the show. And for me, one of the biggest lessons and reminders has been that I will always be a work in progress, which is very comforting. (laughs) I will always be a work in progress and there's no rush to reach a certain point. So before starting the show, I had a specific view in mind of what my life would be. I thought, I'm going to get this job, say in marketing, whatever it may be, do that for the next few years, get promoted, do this, do that, reach this by a certain age, get married after I have a certain amount of income, etc. Very calculated view of my life. And I think it's important to set goals, to be mindful of what you want in general, I've also realized over time that life throws us curveballs that we don't always see. 
And so we may not get to where we want to be, and that's okay. I've learned to be flexible, and I've learned to embrace the journey that is life, where it's taking me, and also to be active and proactive in ways that I can be. So I've had to remind myself that because I used to say that I'm not going to get engaged or married or have a kid or or X, Y, and Z until blank happens. This happens. I make a certain amount of money. I have my life together. I used to say, I will do this once I have my life together, whatever that means. And for me, I've realized that no one really has it 100% figured out. That's not how life works. You know, people may have their routines. They may feel good about where they're at and they may feel like they're on top of many areas of their life, but that doesn't mean that they have life fully figured out because none of us do. Life is complicated. Things are thrown at us. And just because you reach a certain age, that does not mean you have to be at a certain place. I used to panic about growing up. I'm 26 right now, and I used to panic about, you know, making a certain amount of money at 25, being at a certain place at 25. I realized how limiting that is to say, I have to be here at this time. It's one thing to set goals, like I said, and to reach for that. I think that's great. I like to put it out there into the universe and put the work in, send that energy out. But I also realized that it's not that simple. We can't predict what's going to happen a year from now. I can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. And I used to feel so anxious about this, thinking, if I don't reach this destination, if I don't reach this goal, that means I must be a failure. If I don't make this exact amount of money at this age, or I don't do this, or I don't have the perfect life in this way, then I'm not really living which is ridiculous because I realized that that's the opposite to me. Trying to live a perfect life, which doesn't exist, trying to check off all the boxes and have everything perfect in life is not realistic. It's exhausting. It's inauthentic. It's not embracing all parts of life, the ups and the downs, the unexpected turns, the relationships lost, the changes of career paths, whatever it may be. I've had to remind myself that life is so unpredictable and there's no rush to reach a certain point. And that'll always be a work in progress. Even when it comes to healing, to growth, you know, even on my therapy journey, for example, and just working on unlearning and reframing certain beliefs, childhood beliefs, or anxious thoughts, I've had to remind myself that it's okay to fall back, or I'm going to inevitably fall back at times to these beliefs that I've had to what I knew, to what I knew in the past. And that doesn't make me a failure. That doesn't mean my journey has stopped. That simply is a part of the journey, especially when it comes to addiction, for example, just to compare it to that. What I've learned in my substance abuse and addiction class is that relapse is literally part of the process. It's to be expected. It's not saying that it's encouraged and that we want people to go back to those ways, but it's to be expected. And to remember to practice self-compassion because life is so unexpected. And for example, if you're working on breaking cycles, on setting boundaries, and then all of a sudden you forget to set a boundary or you didn't listen to your needs, you said yes to something you didn't mean to say yes to, and you think, oh, I've been working on understanding myself and how could I do this? I should know better. That's okay. It's going to happen. That does not make you a failure. That does not mean your healing journey, your growth journey has stopped. There's no end destination when it comes to healing and growth. So I remind myself every day that I'm always a work in progress. 
if I fall back to an old way, if I make a mistake, if I do something I'm not proud of, that's part of the journey. That is part of the journey. And that's not to say that I'm encouraging, you know, fall back into your old ways all the time, but it's more about being compassionate to yourself when that does happen. So that has been a big lesson for me is the reminder that there's no rush to reach a certain point and I'll always be a work in progress. And remember, even when you see on social media or you hear stories about people or read books, for example, about people who've changed their life and who have, whether it's been through recovery, they've worked on these limiting beliefs, they've changed their pattern, they're no longer a people pleaser, whatever it may be, they left a relationship, those same people still have to put in the work and they likely are to maintain that lifestyle, to set those boundaries, to stay sober, to do whatever they're doing. It's not like a one and done. Oh, now I'm sober. Now I'm good at setting boundaries. Now I don't repeat any patterns. It's not a one and done when it comes to self-reflection and working on yourself. It's not a one and done when it comes to working on yourself. It's not that easy. And it can be really discouraging if we see, you know, success stories or we read about it and we think, why have I not gotten there yet? Why have I been in therapy? Why have I been why have I been trying to break these cycles and yet I'm still doing XYZ or I'm still having these thoughts or I'm still going back to these old ways at times? I promise you, it is a part of the process. It is a part of the process. You are not a failure for making a mistake, for doing something you aren't proud of, for repeating a pattern you've been working on, for texting that ex or that person you knew you shouldn't, you know is not good for you, whatever it may be. And so that's an important reminder to myself because even now I think, oh, I should be an expert at podcasting, which is not the case at all. But I think, oh, it's been three years. I should know what I'm doing. I should not make any mistakes. I should be doing more, whatever that even means. And then I remind myself, okay, yes, I know a lot more than I did three years ago. I'm a lot more comfortable than I was three years ago. But that does not mean I've reached a point where I'm not going to be learning and growing anymore. That just makes no sense. Um, we never stop learning and growing in life. Like I've said before, our authentic self is forever changing. Who you were yesterday may not be who you are today. And in a year from now, we are always changing. And that's a beautiful thing. And so that being said, that kind of transitions into another lesson I've learned, which is that not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. To make everyone else happy is to be inauthentic. As a people pleaser growing up, I had to let go of the idea that being authentic to myself, setting boundaries, listening to my needs, just being true to myself is going to upset people. It's going to upset some people. It's going to make me not likable to certain people because we just don't maybe agree or have the same mindset. And no one does. Everyone in the world is different in some way. We all have different beliefs, different outlooks on life, different personalities we're attracted to. So to think that not being liked by everyone is a problem is a problem. Because if I were to be liked by every single person, it would mean that I would have to adjust to what they want all the time to what they believe, to 
how they want me to be portrayed to what makes them comfortable. And of course, I like making people feel comfortable. That's a whole different that's a whole different topic. I obviously like to think I make others feel safe. I want to be welcoming. And that's different than making others agree with you 24-7. You can be open. You can be a soundboard. You can be welcoming and empathetic. But that does not mean you have to mold yourself to fit what everyone else wants of you. And that's how I feel like I've been in many ways for a long period of time. Because I've tried to avoid conflict. I wanted to keep the peace. I was a people pleaser. I thought it's easier to just you know, do what others want, to adjust to what they expect of me. Because when you're rewarded for being liked and being the good girl and being sweet and being just nice or whatever it may be, that can limit you. That may keep you from listening to yourself because you think, oh, well, I was rewarded and and accepted and called a nice person for adjusting to everyone else's needs. So I'm going to get used to that. I'm going to suppress whatever I want or need or how I feel or what I believe to mold and tell what others expect of me and to change that mold and to just stay stagnant almost. That's how I see it is staying stagnant because if I was focused on continuing to be liked by everyone as opposed to trusting myself, then I would stay stagnant. I would just float on by and kind of try to adjust and that eventually gets exhausting. It gets exhausting to be inauthentic, and it is a privilege. It's a privilege to be authentic. I've talked about in other episodes with guests how being authentic for some people puts them in danger, and they've learned to have to adjust themselves to stay safe, to not be hurt, whether they're dealing with serious you know, hate crimes or abuse, for example. And that is an understandable, an unfortunate but understandable reason to have to be inauthentic at times to stay safe and to stay alive. And so I'm saying if you have the privilege of being authentic to yourself and maybe you've learned to hide it for certain reasons, that's something to reflect on because I was in that same place and I've had to, you know, I was lucky enough that it wasn't, that I was in danger necessarily. I just wanted to avoid conflict. I was just rewarded for being the nice good girl for keeping the peace. And so I went on with that. And I forgot what it was like to listen to myself, to honor my needs. I put my whole worth in being liked by other people that I didn't even know what I wanted at a certain point. I just would listen to void the voices around me, whether it was my loved ones, and that could have been my loved ones, for example. I could have thought, oh, well, what would they expect from me? What would make other people happy? What would look good externally? What job would seem cool to the world? What do I feel like I'm supposed to do? Not what do I want to do? What feels right to me? And that's something I've been trying to differentiate as I've gotten older is asking myself, am I doing this for me? Or am I doing this because I feel like it's what others expect of me? Am I doing this because it's something that feels authentic to me? Or am I doing this because I imagine it's what others expect of me? There's so much freedom in realizing that there will be people that don't like me and that's okay. That isn't necessarily fact. Like just because someone thinks I'm not a good person or whatever it may be, that doesn't equal fact. That doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. I know it sounds so simple and it's like obviously, (laughs) but 
I used to put so much meaning into what others thought of me. And I used to try to control out of anxiety how others perceived me. I try to either fix a situation or how can I make it better or what can I do? How can I change their view of me, even if it meant disregarding my own needs and ignoring what was important to me and being inauthentic? And over time, that's been exhausting, it's been confusing, and it's been draining. And now I see that people are not going to like me and that's okay. Everyone, for example, who is well-known in the world is not liked by 100% of people. Even if they've done so much great in the world, they're not liked by 100% of people because it's not about them. Everyone has their own outlook on life, their own mindset, their own beliefs, their own views that have shaped how they see the world, how they see others, and that has nothing to do with you. You can go to someone, someone who maybe has that mindset of seeing the worst in people, you can go to them, give them a compliment, do the nicest things, and they still will not like you. They will still find something to not like, to take personally. And that is about them, not you. That's something they will hopefully work on themselves. And that's not about you. And that being said, I've had to learn to not see the world in such a black and white way, in such extremes, because I used to think, well, well, I want to take care of myself, but I don't want to be mean to everyone else and disregard their needs. Obviously not. When I talk about putting yourself first, being authentic to yourself, listening to your needs, that does not mean that you're going to go ignore everyone, disregard their needs as well. That's not what I mean at all, obviously. It's important to take people's views and beliefs and needs into account and be kind, but realize that being nice, being friendly, being empathetic does not have to mean that you disregard yourself and your needs and that you're inauthentic. There can be a balance. There can be boundaries. Boundaries are so important and this whole show has taught me more about boundaries than I've ever learned in my whole life. And I'm so thankful for that. And obviously doing my own work outside of this show, reading books, being in therapy, practicing setting boundaries, which is the hardest thing, which has been the hardest, but it's also been so rewarding. Personally, I've just realized that it's a lifelong process. And when I say that being authentic is way more rewarding, I also can say that I struggle to be authentic at times because what I've learned for 20 plus years of my life is still right now ingrained in me and I'm working on really unlearning and reframing these beliefs and it takes time. It can take a lifetime. I'm getting better at it, but I still struggle. I still fall back to those ways. I still will set a boundary and sometimes think, do they hate me? Am I a bad person? Maybe I should have just you know, done what they want. And then other times I set boundaries and I feel really confident in my decision and I, and I feel great about what I did. So like I said, there's no end destination to where you have to be in life, in your healing process, whatever that looks like. We will always be a work in progress. I will always be a work in progress. You will always be a work in progress. I think that's exciting. That makes me so excited to think because now there's no pressure to reach a certain point, to have to have it right, to set those perfect boundaries, to feel all of my emotions without guilt, to listen to myself 24-7. There will always be ups and downs. There will always be situations that life throw at us that will trigger these beliefs, these coping mechanisms, these patterns that maybe we're trying to unlearn. I've been focusing more on listening to myself. How do I feel? What is being triggered right now? 
Why do I, for example, feel guilty this time and I didn't last time? What does that mean? What does that look like? And what I've also had to learn that goes along with this is that we don't have to reflect on every single thing in detail. Self-reflection, self-awareness are so important, but at the same time, we don't have to overthink every little detail. Sometimes we just feel the way we do because we do. As simple as that. We don't always have to say, why am I sad and what can I do and what does this connect to? Sometimes just being there, being present and thinking it is what it is, is more than enough. And that goes along with my extremes, anxious mentality of either you're really reflective and dig deep into everything or you're not self-aware at all, which is so not true, obviously. But I think a lot of the lessons I've taken away personally, as I've also been working on my anxiety, life is not so simple. Relationships are not so simple. Healing is not so simple. Growth is not so simple. Self-reflection, self-awareness are not so simple. And it's been very liberating. I've given myself some grace and I've been compassionate with myself to recognize that there's not one answer for everything. I'm trying to take life day by day, trying to be compassionate with myself, with others, and realize that there is no end destination to this journey until, you know, I'm gone. But until then, while I'm living on this earth, I will do my best to to take it day by day, to be compassionate with myself, to remember that we're all, you know, struggling in our own way. Everyone has their own stuff going on. The world doesn't revolve around me, doesn't revolve around you. You know, our own lives do because we're all egocentric, but it's not like everyone hates you. Everyone's just focusing on you. Everyone's judging you. We're all so caught up in our own worlds. We're all trying our best, doing the best we can with the tools that we have. And that obviously doesn't excuse behaviors, but remembering that we all do the best we can and that accountability and responsibility and apologies, all of those are important as well. Along with remembering that we are not defined by our mistakes. You are not defined by your past, your mistakes, your childhood, your beliefs, your parents, your situation growing up. We're all working with the tools we have. There's no one way that's better or worse to heal, to grow. You're not behind, no matter what age you are. If you're 40, 50, 60, starting to work on these beliefs and break certain patterns, amazing. There's no age, no time frame of what life has to look like for you, what you have to do. Focus on what you can do now, where you want to move forward now, how you want to move forward now, and know that you're not alone and that this journey is messy, complicated, and will likely bring up a mix of emotions because life is not so simple. And so I hope this episode resonated with you in some way. I know it was a little all over the place. Like I said, I just wanted to come on here and share some takeaways, um, what I've learned throughout these last three years and in life, but especially throughout the three years of Trust and Thrive. And I want to thank you for being here, for sharing this space with me. I'm so honored that you're here, especially if you've listened this far. Thank you. I appreciate it. And if you want to connect more, like I said, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Trust and Thrive. And if you'd be so kind enough to leave a rating and review of the show on Apple iTunes, 
I thank you so much. And so this is just the beginning of a new chapter of Trust and Thrive of life. And I'm so excited to move forward to see what comes next, to share more episodes to come, especially as we get into the holidays, which can bring up a mix of emotions. I know it can bring up anxiety, it can bring up a lot of feelings. So I hope to touch on some topics to do with the holidays, the stress that may come with it, whatever else you want to hear. Let me know. Feel free to reach me, like I said, on Instagram, TikTok, send me a message, shoot me an email. I love to know what resonates with you, what you want to hear on the show, and we'll see what we can do. Thank you for being here. I hope you have a wonderful Halloween, a safe and fun Halloween if you celebrate. And shout out to all the guests who have been on the show, all of you listeners, anyone who has been a part of Trust and Thrive, who shared the space with me and the rest of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for what's to come. And I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday. Thursday.